when you're getting messy, you're learning the lessons, you're training yourself, you're doing all of the magic, and you're actually building that skill, building that gift that's going to allow you to fly with launches that you do and you know run with the programs that you create when you do create them. December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets, and yet I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Eden, you are so, you're like one of the most fascinating human beings with so many areas of expertise. And I thought it was so interesting when we first started working together that you told me that you also used to be a gymnast and you and I share a lot of similar, like, I want to say like character traits and like how we create our integration process, our like high standards for self levels of excellence. And all of these things can be so potent in business, but they can also really hinder in business and life too. Most, most everyone who's listening today is an entrepreneur. Um, so I wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about like kind of breaking, how, how do you help your mind understand value in the messy parts of creation and letting things not be so flawless and perfect. You were just using before we got on an analogy about like paints. Can you start with that? Cause I'm like, damn it. I can't believe I wasn't recording that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, especially in entrepreneurship, we want to fly before we can crawl and we try and fly. We see people launching programs in a week and having six figure months and we assume that we're going to jump from absolutely nothing to being able to run the entire show instantly. And what a lot of people aren't seeing is that you don't get to that final product without getting messy. And so I think that's really, it's like you're trying to paint something, but you're afraid of getting paint on your hands. You're super carefully like dotting along the edge because you're afraid to make an incorrect stroke when really you see the incorrect stroke, you're like, oh, I'm gonna paint over that. <laughs> Let it dry and then I will paint over it in a little bit. 
And yeah, I think we miss that. We try and jump to everything is done. And of course, you know, we're selling a lot of that. There's a lot of programs that are selling 10K in a month and, you know, make this big promise in a little bit of time. But that's also a lot of it's created from pressure. And so I feel like there's big things that I have wanted to do. And I have found myself like sitting on the sideline watching people do the big fun things that I want to do. And I'm looking for it's like I'm trying to avoid getting messy. I'm trying to avoid the mistakes because it's like when I when I do start, I want it to be absolutely perfect. But what you're not realizing is that everyone's kind of starting with a different canvas. You going from point A to point B is actually me going from point C to D. You know, we're starting from different places. We're heading in different directions. And so what I need to do to get messy, the lessons that I may need to learn might be different than what you need to learn. And so me waiting and watching you and saying, okay, what whatever she did perfectly, I'm going to mimic the exact same thing is not going to work and is probably going to lead to a messy situation for me anyways. It's okay if we start, if we have to start with a paint by numbers. (laughs) That's what I'm like seeing as you say that. And I'm like, as you're saying this, I'm like noticing that we're both still wearing like our normal ass headphones. We don't have podcasting mics on. And I'm just like mesmerized by like how very on brand for this conversation we were. Like we really (laughs) embodied the essence of the messiness because you guys, we are literally recording this in the middle of one of Eden's coaching hours with me. And I was like, wait, do you want to record a podcast episode on this? Like right now? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. We literally went straight into coaching, into podcasting, (laughs) didn't even switch mics, didn't even notice. Like it was more around like, we need to give a voice to this conversation. And so I love that. I'm like, I thought for a second, I was like, should we pause and like start over and fix the mics? And I was like, no, that would go against the essence of everything that we're saying right now. So audio is a little bit different today. That's okay. And like the paint by numbers came through as you were talking. And I'm like, some people start with the paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. It can be so fun too. Yeah. So like go into, and some of you guys are like, yeah, I'm way beyond that. Like I can look at a picture and I can paint it. My daughter's one of those people where like she can just look at something and she can duplicate it perfectly. But she's still struggling in the, um, in the, just like letting the, the perfect picture come from her inner mind. So like, Mm -hmm. that's her next level of mastery. We've been talking a lot about like devotion and mastery and, and all of that today. Do you want to chime in here? Ooh, yeah. And what's actually coming up is a gymnastics metaphor. I love that you brought up that we were both gymnasts previously, because I've been thinking a lot about, when we used to do strength training as gymnasts. And so I don't know if you ever did arm raises, but we had these weighted bars that was like 10 pound weights and straight arms like down from your hips all the way up above your head over and over and over. And I remember one coach who would make us end practices with five sets of 100 of these arm raises. And, you know, by like the first set, you're just dying. And I remember over and over and over again for like the first week that we did that, just being angry. I was like, why am I doing these arm raises over and over and over again? Like, I thought this coach wanted me to be successful. I'm going to be sore. I'm not going to be able to do handstands. My arms are shaky. Um, Like, why are you making me do this? Why are you making me do this? And then as soon as I got on bars one day and I realized like when my shoulders were sore, when I was casting up to a handstand, 
I realized that I was building the strength in that muscle for a really important skill. And so in the moment when I'm doing the reps over and over and over and over again of learning the skill, learning the skill, learning the skill, I'm strengthening one muscle specifically. And in the moment, I'm like, this isn't actually helping me do anything. But what you're doing is you're learning a skill that's going to lead to you being able to fly and me having strong shoulders. I still have strong shoulders like to this day, I barely have to work shoulders because I've built that foundation of strength from years and years and years of repetition. And I feel like in entrepreneurship, it's the same. You know, you want to launch a program every day. You're dedicating those reps to writing copy, to taking photos, to communicating your message, to customer service and having conversations with people. And maybe you experience something that happens a couple of times. You have to do a couple of reps of maybe you get a couple people who didn't like something that you posted and you have a couple of opportunities to um, either fight back or you know say the thing or just ignore the comments pull your energy away from it and that's reps over and over and over again that are leading to that skill of being able to just run the business and i feel like the dedication and being able to show up for the small things like the transformation happens in the tiny moments it's not always in the really deep sessions or in the ayahuasca ceremony it absolutely can but the real integration happens in those small moments where you're like okay, right now, I'm not a victim of the situation. Yeah, this is a little bit challenging, but I'm getting stronger. And so I'm actually going to lean into this. And that almost builds the mindset of like, okay, well, what if instead of doing 500 reps, I just started doing 600? If I do an extra 100 reps over and over and over again, I'm working harder in the moment, but I'm going to build that strength faster. And it almost ignites that motivation, that excitement for showing up for those momentary lessons. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I hear from that is like, how do we even take that the next step further and like be really fucking psyched about doing an extra hundred or even doing the reps at all, right? Like the reps required, like how can we bring like fun, joyfulness, playfulness, like ridiculousness into the seriousness? Because perfectionism is so linked with like, um, I want to say almost like toxic seriousness. And for me Mm -hmm. being like a Virgo son, you guys like, I was born serious like that. My RBF is so real. I just look at everything so seriously. I really had to teach myself. I had to do the reps to become playful. Like the person mm-hmm. that people hear on, for me on like on podcasting and on my programs and on social where I'm just like, I'm free. I'm silly. I'm playful. You guys have no idea how awkward and uncomfortable that was for me at first, because it was just like, what's the goal? How do we get there the fastest? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, seriousness, like you just mentioned that word and that reminds me of gate 46 and the gift of that gate is delight. And so it's your ability to be delightful is built when you face situations, you're like, OK, this is a serious situation. And part of me wants to take it seriously. Part of me realizes that this is a big deal or whatever. And you choose to not be overly cautious and you say, I'm going to have the most fun possible. And you approach it with delight, even in the face of seriousness, like, okay, this is a big deal. It's a super serious email. Half the time, it's really not that serious. Like Mm -hmm. we, we make it a really big deal. Like, okay, it was a comment on an Instagram post or it was an email or it was 
one recording that didn't go the way you wanted it to go. They're really small things and we're making it a bigger deal. So I think that how you tell the story about the experience really impacts the entire experience. So if you're saying this is a big deal, I'm it's so serious, the world's against me, like, okay, what if the world wasn't against you? What if this was actually a gift? Like, could you find gratitude for this moment for just one little aspect of this moment? That's usually my go-to if I'm trying to shift out of anything. It's like, okay, what right here, right now can I be grateful for? Anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's usually something and then that will spark something else. And then you can just change your perspective from there. My favorite mantra, I used to be a gratitude person. And sometimes that wouldn't work for me because I'm like, I just can't be grateful about anything right now. (laughs) You're just in a fucking mood. And one of the mantras that I've been playing with a lot is what's the narrative that gives me power here? And so Mm -hmm. like, how can I describe this situation differently in a way that helps my body to feel strong around it. Like I want to feel a physical strength response in my body, not a weakened state of response. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes being the victim like feels good in the moment, but it doesn't make me feel powerful. There's no energy to be used by it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so being the victim means somebody else is the problem. I don't like any scenario in which somebody else is the problem because then I've lost power over it. Yeah. And hi, Virgo control freak. I like to have all the power. (laughs) (laughs) And also it's hella useful. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So you have been in a season of like messy, getting your hands in the ground. I remember our very first coaching call you were, we were talking about like you like getting your hands dirty and, and like artistry and dirt and just like whatever. That was literally like an assignment for a whole week of like, how dirty can you get your hands? And I feel like it's turned into a brand yeah. for you kind of. It Tell has. me about that. It really has. So when I came to you, I had just decided to burn down my multi-million dollar product suite. And I'm pretty sure that there may have been some like, oh, is this person crazy? (laughs) Like, I was worried that you were going to think that I was crazy. And then I was like, oh, you're intuitive. You'll get it. It's not going to be. No, I'm the one that's like, yeah, that was smart. Go. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it was messy, right? Like there was, um, you know, there were things that happened during that launch that like didn't go the way that I wanted it to go and like everything felt really messy and I was in a space where I was trying so hard and I was trying to control all of the details and I wanted everything to be perfect and I think part of that is actually what fueled some of the offers that I created and instead of creating like just a masterclass on one topic I was filling it with okay if you've never found human design ever before I need to introduce it and explain this and it was just so much and so we got on a call and we started talking about just like getting my hands messy kind of getting away from my internet life and really getting my hands in the paint and that was something that we said and I actually started a paint by number like that (laughs) day and how relevant one yeah it's big I still haven't finished it but I've spent like 10-15 hours now just like really small details getting lost in the paint but you know there's paint all over my hands and all over my arms and like on my clothing as that happened and I realized that like that's not 
it's not a scar. It's not like, oh, no, I stepped in something. It's not a mess up. It's look at the art on my hand. Like, look at the imprint on my body that has been created from me just getting lost in the process. And like, I just remember looking at the bottom of my hand that was, you know, that rubs against the page and seeing all these different colors. I was like, wow, look at all the colors I played with today. Like, it's this art, this byproduct that I'm wearing. And I think that in entrepreneurship or like life in general, we we don't want to get our hands messy, but then we don't see that art that's the byproduct of getting lost in the process. Like the art we actually create is incredible. But I saw somebody the other day, I've been following a lot more artists lately, and somebody took a picture of the paper towel that they used underneath the cup that they were making and she's like when the paper towel looks better better than the actual cup just like the paint that had fallen (laughs) on the paper towel was really pretty and so yeah I got messy I've been gardening a lot more I've been like really getting my hands dirty and that led to this vision of a photo shoot for really just embracing the fact that like the messy part of life is where the magic is. And so messy was born and I got all covered in spray paint and covered in paint and took some photos. Branding is so sick. If you're like a, (laughs) if you're a branding freak, go to Eden's page. So it's, I am Eden Carpenter. Go to her page and look at the branding. It's like, (laughs) that's so yummy. (laughs) It's so good. It's so fun. And that was the vibe like that was the response that I got and to be honest the whole process felt a little bit messy and I had so many moments where I was like oh I don't know if this is gonna work out well and my husband was great he's been like the support person for all of it he's like you have to just start painting and you know we were we made this I made this canvas kind of thing we took one of the it's really just a tarp like a drop cloth mm-hmm. <laughs> we're using it underneath all of our stuff now but I wrote hot fucking mess And I just like painted all over it with spray paint. And I remember standing there staring at it like, okay, do I need to outline this in pencil first? Do I need to figure out like where I want the things? And my husband said, no, you just have to start painting. Like just spray something, start somewhere, just go and see where that leads you. And then when it's done, bright hot fucking mess in bright pink on top of it. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's what we're going to do. And I just started painting and it turned into um, like a whole experience where I was learning that like, okay, you just have to start painting. And that's made me realize that my creative process is not planning out the whole thing, but it is just tinkering with something until it comes through. And so with the branding, I've done a lot of like I it took me 30 images to get the first three the first three images that I actually put out on social media done, it took 30 different versions of, let me try this. Let me try it in yellow. Let me try it in pink over here. Let me turn it sideways. Let me mirror it this way. It took 20 different versions of, let me tinker with it this way. Let me move this around. Let me try this. And if I had, you know, moment by moment said, okay, I've made three of these already and I don't like any of them. It's so easy to give up. It's so easy to say, I haven't had the 10K month yet. The image isn't perfect. The photo shoot doesn't feel right. Or I don't know exactly where to start. But as soon as you do start, you give yourself something to respond to. As soon as you make that first stroke, it's like, oh, that is crooked. 
perfect. And now I know how to make it straight. Now I know exactly what I need to do differently to make it straight. And when we're afraid of the mistakes, we're avoiding the lessons. And something I've learned from the gene keys is that you cultivate the gift through facing and through experiencing the shadow. And the example I like to use there is like patience. People who've never had to wait for anything are the most impatient people in the entire world. People who have had to experience that sensation of, I want this now and it's not happening yet. I'm going to calm down and practice patience. Those are the people that are able to patiently wait for things in their experience. So when you're getting messy, you're learning the lessons, you're training yourself, you're doing all of the magic, and you're actually building that skill, building that gift that's going to allow you to fly with launches that you do and, you know, run with the programs that you create when you do create them. The word for this season has been tinker. And if you guys don't like the word patience, I don't like it so much. But the word that that has been really calling to me lately is the word devotion and like devotion to the process, devotion to the magic, devotion to the mastery, devotion to devotion to all of it. And for you, you've been in a devotional season to mm-hmm. messy. And I love what, um, Recently, I was writing copy for a masterclass that I canceled, like reserve the right to change your mind about anything, anyone, anytime. And we had already taken payment and I was like, refund them, cancel it. It's done. But and I realized now why that happened. It, it, It dropped in last night. And like one of the pieces of copy that I wrote for it was actually intended for something so. It's deliciously magical that's coming. But this these three little like poignant statements are. Um, take the medicine, become the medicine, serve the medicine. Mm. And so for us in the coaching industry, it like that I believe is our entire like life's purpose when it comes to career is like, how is it that you can take it for yourself, become it to where it's literally like oozing out of you, it becomes embodied in who you are. And so messy has become an embodiment resource. Tell us what that means. Yes, I am so excited about this. I have been staring out at the field of people learning human design for years now. And I went through like my website and I personally have been able to serve over 12,000 people with like helping them learn their human design in the last couple of years, which like blew my mind. And from watching all of those people learn human design and embody it very much what you're saying, there's there's taking the medicine, there's taking it, and there's learning the information. And there's so much information around like, you are a manifesting generator, you have a defined emotional center, it's like facts. But people are still struggling with how do I actually use this? How do I apply it? And so I have created dozens of digital courses. But I wanted to be somebody who was helping you with those teeny tiny moments where human design can be applied. And so I have And again, I've been sitting on the ideas of blending rapid resolution therapy with human design and the deconditioning process for at least six months now. But it finally all came together into Messy, which is an embodiment resource. So it's podcast formatted with episodes as short as five minutes that are very specific to messy moments that you might be experiencing either according to your human design or just based off of the feedback that I got. I have... I got your questions. I received the messy moments from a list of people and I'm using the exact situations that make us feel really messy. So 
help. I have a lot to do and I'm tired. What do you do in that situation? How do you find that motivation? How do you turn that mess into a moment and not just into a moment, but into a miracle where you're motivated, where you are not just feeling like a victim and feeling like, okay, I'm sitting here in shame, covered in paint. Like, okay, cool. I'm covered in paint. How can I use the fact that I'm already messy and just like lean into it even more? It's the embodiment resource. We have these fun little audios that I have fantasized. I think fantasized is the best word to describe it, but essentially there's somewhere you can call on Eads, which is the little alignment fairy that I've created. And essentially I will mix up a potion and I'm going to tell you what I'm infusing into it. There's some conversational hypnosis, some rapid resolution therapy, but I'm going to give you a potion and we're going to use this to clear your head center or clear your Ajna center or clear your emotional center. Whatever thing is coming up for you in just five minutes, I'll just talk you through it. And so it's not a whole course that you have to go through the curriculum. It's not something that you have to feel guilty for not finishing because there's probably audios you'll never listen to, which is great because they're not necessarily for you. They may not be beneficial for you, but you don't have to feel guilty for not making it through the content. And it's something that you can reach for over and over and over again to actually build that skill of embodiment instead of just here are some fun facts about your human design, follow your strategy and authority, K by. <laughs> okay, like RRT mixed with human design. Uh don't think anyone's done this yet. So thank God you're the one. You're the you're the Eads is here to save the day. <laughs> um I keep seeing like Allison in Wonderland in my head because like the way that you've done this is so like it really is so like fantasy and, 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 um, there's, it's pretty magic. There's like really pretty magic in this. And, and I'm not using that word. I'm using it metaphorically. So like, let's not go into how we feel about that word, but like metaphorically, I mean, like, it's like, you know how when Allison in Wonderland, like she blows up and she's huge and everything feels problematic and like, she's ginormous. Right. And like the, she busts the lid off the house and, and then all of a sudden she's tiny. Right. And so it feels like when life feels too big or when you t- feel too small and everything just feels like um, like the perspective is off, there's this little like bite size something for you to take. And that's what I was telling her just before this. I'm like, it feels like every audio is like perfect bite energy of the exact flavor profiles to layer in together to give someone this burst of either relief or joy or just like clarity or or whatever um and it's very like perspective prescriptive but in a in a in a Allison in Wonderly <laughs> magical way from your little fairy Eve yeah it's so fun it's so playful it <laughs> it's so fun yeah and I don't think I would have leaned into like the playful creativeness if I had been in that mindset of like, okay, what am I launching next? If there had been pressure, if there had been an agenda. I mean, I've just been watching a bunch of old Disney movies and reading fantasy novels. And I don't think I worked all of April. And like, I just took the time off to rest and to sit with my imagination and to play with meditation and to like paint and get my hands dirty. And these ideas have come through. And so it's genuinely... It's like me being able to respond to things instead of me coming up with the mental idea of, okay, this is what's trending and therefore this is going to be really beneficial. So yeah, it's 
so fun and it's been so fun to create. And I think that's the best part. You said something so potent. And I know that we have a mutual friend, Catherine Zinkina, and so she's been like barely on social, but every once in a while she'll pop on and she'll tell people like what's going on if she feels a creative urge around it, but she's been in a little bit of a sabbatical. And so on our calls behind the scenes, we're talking a lot about like the ROI of spaciousness. And you really Mm -hmm. just delivered that so perfectly through your own life example of when we are constantly in motion and trying to like plug holes in the ships and like, and responding from pressure instead of pleasure or intuition or urge, like we don't create something that we're happy about. Most people like you, most of my clients come to me, not all of them, but a, a lot of them come to me and they're like, either I just burned it to the ground or I'm about to, please stop me. <laughs> <laughs> and they've done seven figures, multiple seven figures. Yeah. And most people are like, that's the pinnacle. I'm trying to get there. And then they get there and then they become my client. <laughs> they're like, no, <laughs> get me out of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so here you are now where you like, you took, you didn't intentionally say I'm taking a sabbatical. Like you just Mm -hmm. followed these creative urges of like getting your hands dirty. That Mm -hmm. was like this season, almost like a scientist. I told Catherine, I'm like, if you were a scientist of a sabbatical and you were just like curious about all of the energy and you just followed the data that was coming through, like, what would you learn? What would you know? And she was thinking like, well, I don't know what to do with this time. And I'm like, I do follow the science, follow the energy, follow the data. What's happening? Get curious, yeah. Just be wildly curious about your life. And mm-hmm. here you are. And that turned in, she has like a special thing. She, she gave a little, a little sneak peek into it, but something came through for her too. That's just like mind blowing magical. And here you are with messy and you're going to, you're going to translate people's perfectionism into relief. and. ROI. Yes. <laughs> yes. I could yeah. not be more thrilled with this conversation. <laughs> How do people learn about Messy? Um, right now, I only have a wait list available because this is very flow. I have not set a single deadline for this project and it's taking, it's just expanding. It's so interesting to see how it expands as I just give it space. But if you find me on Instagram at I am Eden Carpenter, you can send me messy as a DM or the link is in my bio or it's edencarpenter.com slash messy currently <laughs> to get on the wait list. I don't know when I'm going to be launching it exactly, um, but I know that it will probably be maybe sometime in, I'm thinking July at this point. So we'll see when it comes through, but when it comes through, it will be, I know the energy and the sensation of what it will feel like when it's done. Mm -hmm. And as soon, like, as soon as I get that, it'll be out (laughs) before then I'll just be tinkering away with it until it's done. Tinker, tinker, tinker. I love like all the almost like Disney references and you've been like visiting Disney a lot in this season too. (laughs) Um, I mean, who knows by the time we launch this episode, it might be a couple weeks and it might be out. So, um, (laughs) I'll, I'll add a little outro if it's already out, but no matter what links in bio. So if you guys want to either jump on the wait list or if it's out, I'll drop the link for it below. So you guys can creep on it, um, and see if that's for you. But I know like that little perfect bite energy of like relief, clarity, inspiration, like that perspective prescriptive magic. I like those words for you. Can you use those somewhere? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's referencing my nurse past life. Are we writing coffee right now? (laughs) 
Oh my God. Yeah. That's right. I forgot you were a nurse too. Like you're such a mastery of all like, uh, so good. Okay. So, um, I hope that you guys gain some value even just from listening to Eden's own, you know, process through this of like kind of burning a lot to the ground and like allowing herself to be in this like state of playfulness or following, following that seasonal energy instead of the urges of like fast launching and like fast cash, fast numbers, fast, whatever. Like I tell everyone, I'm like, I'm not the fast cash cash coach just because you see me coaching millionaires. Doesn't mean that I'm going to help you get there. Like I have no energy around helping you make money fast. (laughs) but I have energy around helping you make money that feels like this like fun and pleasure and tinkering and creativity and deliciousness so um Eden you're like one of the most fascinating remarkable people you guys if you you probably already follow her I know a lot of my my uh my audience does but if you don't links in show notes go follow her on Instagram creep on the messy branding go check out get yourself on the wait list for that and is there any last little like nugget of magic that you want to share Ooh, I'm just so excited that we were able to just respond and do this so quickly I'm just in awe of like wow like we just did a podcast episode in like an additional 15 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> shit. Yeah. when you're in the flow, when you're in the energy, when you're like really just open to respond and you're open and you're available for whatever is coming next, miracles happen. Oh yeah. Here's the quote. When the plan fails, the adventure begins. That's the quote that <gasps> I've been using a lot lately. The second that the plan falls apart is the moment that the adventure begins. So throw out the plan go play, go have an adventure. Uh, there's your guys' call to action for the week. Go play, go find the adventure, go have the adventure. Uh, I got full body chills. I love you so much. <laughs> Whew. As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show notes. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.